Hey, Scrambling here. In this episode, we kind of talk about our Scrambling University media growth plan, our Camp Suniki triad of alignment, and the C4 Club and how it positions itself into our long-term growth strategy. And then, around the hour mark, sorry, I get into telling you some nitty-gritty details on the cannabis harvest and the cannabis harvesting season. Join me for a fantastic episode. Have fun! Bam! You have made it to yet another scramble in university. And now you're asking why? Why? Oh my gosh. Because where else do you get great fish licks? Oh, and a bearded crazy person telling you what's up. Fucking love you guys. All right, the old scrambling here. Today's topic on show number 130 in actual space time, I think today is October 14th. Oh my gosh. Okay, so October 14th. That means my coffee club is due to ship out tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Uh, needless to say, I'm a little behind. Um, oh, Jiminy, you know what I forgot? This just is not a proper show without a bomb. So you listen to a little Space Odyssey and I'll be right back. It's a great song. said I could uh, start the show off with uh, her song, so let's uh, flip over to Bandcamp here for a minute. Oh, hey, look, we got, oh man, these are all new. Uh, okay, how about this, how about this? Uh, surrender. Ah, okay. How about Quarantine Blues? How about that? Quarantine Blues. Testimony. And then on with the show. Sunshine's got sinister vibes. This is the story of my quarantine blues. I've lost everyone except the roaches in my room. I drove two days to see the devil in the 
Costa Mona. Oh, fucking great. So, you can get that on Bandcamp. Just go search Testimona. T-E-S-S-T-E-M-O-N-A. Okay, and I forgot the last two things for the board here, and then I'm going to tell you about the new board. Okay, there we go. Those. Okay. Since you guys are so nice to join me every day and playing along at home. Ha ha ha. Been a day. Been a day, yeah. The only thing you missed so far is some music. I played some fish and then I uh, threw out Testimonas. Uh, Testimonas track, Quarantine Blues. Fuck, that was good. Uh, it, uh, she played a good live, but with the better bass that I got here. Sound a lot better. Okay, okay. So I redid the set a little bit. I got our board back. A little less cluttered because I want to convey information. A little uh information in a little easier way. Like what the fuck is that scrambling up to? Hmm, he's entertaining though. How can we help him? Ha ah, glad you asked. Glad you asked. Oh, well, the uh, there's the actual first day I've been able to take the band-aid off of it. It literally, you can kind of see under it. It's like, you can, yeah, yeah. You can see all the tendons moving and shit when you move flat back. Not fun. Fuck the hospital. It's healing just fine. I got feeling in it. I can move the finger. I almost have the dexterity to start rolling again. If you're waiting for me on a small dexterity project, I may be like a day or two behind. <laughs> oh, but whatever. No problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I wanted a way, actually, my new board, my new board. I'm going to add some aircraft uh, Velcro down here on the bottom so that I could put all the fucking cool patches that I got uh, from Toolman and I uh, joined his Patch of the Month Club. Um, and whoever else's patches I get along the way. Or interesting stickers, right? That one's wood, laser etched. Uh, Noah did that for me after I met him at Floatfest. Um, membership model with 100% going to the creators. Don't know the details, but just saw the email. Ah, oh, that's fucking cool. Hey, look at that. Lots Project has given us a fucking uh, heads up. Odyssey is going to have a membership model. It's 100% going to creators. Don't know the details. Ah, huh. well, people, I think people can tip now in library. Maybe they're going to integrate another coin or something, is what he's saying. Or they're going to have a way to pay. Or uh, Who knows? Interesting. So I broadcast every day right to yeah toss the board it all comes in a circle uh so scrambling university right is the show the educational platform that i'm creating which kind of isn't on here but above scrambling university up on another pyramid is actually a thing called Food Forest Farms Studios. So, if you would like me to help you produce your show, 
right? If you don't want the expense of StreamYard and all that, but you would like it to go out on a couple of streams, like you could throw it out on Facebook and YouTube, right? And from YouTube, it could copy to Rumble automatically. So you could get out to do three places. The deal is for using my software and me helping you put your show out, I get to run your show on my Scrambling University YouTube. Ta-da! Yeah, so I'll help you get your own show out more, but it gives me more content to throw on my channel to make my channel more interesting, right? Uh, and these are the numbers as of last night on our hard firm. Uh, so podcast downloads, we're up to 11,825. Uh, from 9 to 10 took like a month. From 10 to 11 was like a week. And that was on, uh, yeah. So anyway, 11 to 12 is going to be like three or four days. Definitely accelerating. Uh, when I had Jackie on, uh, that was a great episode. With, uh, or when I had Tessa on uh, last week, that episode blew it away. So many people tuned in. And then I led uh, Jackie and Silas. So that's the deal. Uh, I think we're we'll going back and forth a little bit, but not too much. Uh, I want to sponsor RTA by letting them use my media platform uh, and then spinning it out. Uh, so, yeah, Josh, if you could help her with the restreamer so she could do the eight way off one of those feeds or something, and they could really blast their show out. But yeah, so anyway, uh, that kind of expands the Scrambling University upward, right? Help other creators get in the game easier, but make my channel more interesting at the same time. Win, 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 win. Uh, paywall on videos, paywall on chats, shit like that. So lots of projects is telling us on the Odyssey update. Put paywall on stuff. Eh, I guess. I don't know. I probably won't. I don't know. I like to give away, uh, I don't know, whatever you call this, edutainment. Right, and then if I, oh, trust me, when we get to a fucking thousand YouTube subscribes, so you can tip me. Uh, trust me, thank you. Uh, right now, a podcast. If you listen on Fountain, you can tip me Satoshi's right in the app. It just boosts like, oh, fucking hey, thanks for doing the episode. Whatever, send me a quarter of a nickel. I don't care. I really appreciate it. The nice thing about getting all the tips, though, is uh, being able to read the shit that people write. Because when you, you kick down even like 10 Satoshis or nothing, you get to write a note to the creator. Like, hey, man, great show. Or, hey, you dumb fuck. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I chuckle at them all. Uh, so, yeah. So, Scrambling University Media, right? 11,825 podcast downloads now. We got 26 subscribers on our odyssey it's funny we have none on our rumble and i just figured out that's what that scribbling is you can't read on rumble the handle isn't at scrambling university that's why i think it was already taken or i took it and i can't find the link i don't know uh so scrambling 0420 on rumble Oh, that's right. Actually, but you know what? I'll put it in the show note link thing that I copy from show to show to show to show. I'll put that on there. Makes way more sense. Way more sense. Yeah. Anyway. Go. 
Anyway, Rumble zero followers because it's scrambling 0420. So go subscribe. They don't censor shit. I figure if any of these YouTubes ever get taken down, it copies over to Rumble right away anyway. And they want content on their platform. Imagine that. Like a wide variety and diversity. Because maybe they're playing the long game and they want all the customers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Then the whole middle of the board, like I talk a lot about symmetry. Uh, I don't have a TikTok account. No, I know you have at least three. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Having and having access and functionability are a whole other game. Because I tend to do things when I'm really tired. I don't do things drunk anymore. And I never really get that high. But I do get fucking tired sometimes at the end of the day. I do things like half asleep. And when I do things half asleep, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But I'll hack my way back into them at some point. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, the triangle. The triangle. Right there. The center of it. Camp Suniki. See how it says? 10-acre forest amphitheater half-mile track. So, imagine a forest campground with, like, pine trees that have all been cut to a minimum of eight foot for the first branch on any tree. So you can run around in the dark unless you whap into the tree itself. I'm not going to poke your eye out anyway. But I'm not guaranteeing that. Everything's pokey. You shouldn't run around in the dark. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Camp Suniki. It's my 10 acre permaculture farm that we do commercial farming activities on. But in permaculture, there's this thing of layers and zones, right? It's in a weird zone right now because it's an hour away from me. Ah, for the coffee club. Yeah, we were wondering about that. I figured we were just going to hold it for you. And uh, you were going to tell me what post office. You were going to be that next. And they usually do a holdout post office in those small rural towns. But plan on maybe I ship you Monday. So if you're going to stop off the BBQ and shit for a few days, throw me the next spot. Whatever. Uh, or uh, if you're planning an Airbnb one ahead, um, or not an Airbnb, a hip camp. Give me the next hip camp. Check if the host is cool for grabbing a package. I always say, oh, yeah, I totally like, uh, I get a request all the time because people are usually coming in to do, like, they'll do shows at the Tacoma Dome where they're selling shit. Uh, one dude's actually a, a glass artist, so he'll ship shit ahead of time so he doesn't have to fly with it. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. We don't have fun. So, anyway, yeah, if you're staying in a place like that, do that out. <laughs> Call me, motherfucker! You know when I get off the air. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so yeah, I was telling you about the board. Uh, so, 10-acre forest amphitheater, half-mile track, permaculture farm. Permaculture farms, thing is, nothing can exist 
on the farm unless it has at least three uses or three purposes or three functions. It has to do three things minimum before it can exist, before you can live, take up space in my fucking environment. You have to do at least three things positively for the earth, for people, or for me. So, yeah, or hopefully all three, right? Check, check, check. Uh, so, uh, Camp Suniki exists, right? I've done the fucking hard work of making it and cutting back the blackberries to, like, doing the battle. It's now a giant 10-acre field with pockets of different, like, topography, these really weird microclimates. There's a little valley, like, cut in going into the old oak grove that the big animals use as a passageway. There's a lower section that's real quiet and reverberating, always kind of damp. And there's, like, up by the main road on the low side, it's like a yeehaw! Like, we want to interact with humanity and be the loud fuckers or whatever, I don't know. There were some people threatening to put together a whole gaming community in the woods down there at the last festival. They were going to bring like all kinds of different gaming systems and hang sheets and shit or check them up and like drag couches into the woods and then we were going to burn it all the last motherfucking day. But people didn't do their shit, so whatever. Not my deal. Not my deal. Camp Suniki exists. Uh, so yeah, so Camp Suniki exists and it has to do multiple things to exist. So it's a permaculture farm as commercial people do in commercial duck operations right now. Uh, right? In the future, we're looking at putting in a uh, drying barn and doing uh, drying of different kinds of crops. Um, but for now, commercial ducks is one of the things it does. Right? For me, four days, five days out of 365, it does Swatch Fest, Swatch Fest, one of the three pillars of Camp Suniki. Squatch Fest exists to allow a music, art, and light festival for the community to come together and listen to all kinds of diverse music. And since we're at the end of the end of a peninsula, on the end of a dead end with this time in the budget money to send our neighbor off to a nice airbnb if they wish not to hear our shenanigans if they wish to yay or participate double yay um so yeah uh we love to play with light toys like blinky shiny like think rave toys lasers shooters uh light whips hula hoops blackout uh, suits that you can walk around in the dark and you're completely black until you turn on your lights. Uh, yeah, all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Think of Burning Man, but Northwest style. More like forest camping with definitely a musical program. And then we add in this weird thing called Squatch Talks. So it's kind of like TED Talks. But I don't want anybody selling any fucking thing. Um, it's more like... The talks so far have all been high in the permaculture vein, right? How to help yourself, how to help yourself help humanity, how to help you, your smaller community help your larger community, 
No one's sold anything, and everyone's been giving away the first four Squatch Talks, right? Anthony Samaroff gave a talk on UBI, gave away his book, asked me to do a recording of it, which is up on the Odyssey. Uh, I recorded it in case you don't like to read economics books. Uh, that was on like six years ago before it happened, and it's about to happen. So if you don't like to read books anyway, on my Odyssey, uh, his book. So he was uh, one of the Squatch Talkers, the chairwoman of the board of the Washington State Entheogenic Society, who's also the head of the state children's psychiatric, uh, was the second Squatch Talker. Or first, I forget, they were one and two. There's no record of her speaking. We did not make a recording on purpose. It was fucking real. Then uh, John Pugliano was Squatch Talk 3 talking to all the kids about the long-term strategy and how the game's all fucking rigged anyway. But you can choose not to play. It's just like Rush. <laughs> you can decide not to decide, but you still have made a fucking choice, right? You've decided not to decide. You can decide not to play in the market intentionally, but make that decision consciously. So yeah, he was laying down some shit, and then I got to give Squatch Talk 4 on vertical airlift vortex tea brewers um, and some other permaculture stuff, uh, how to build it, how they work, how they function. Uh, I think I gave away my, uh, I think I gave away my super secret bug recipe on that too. If not, it's on here back in one of the Grow episodes. Um, yeah, so anyway, Squatch Vest has been announced for the summer solstice so this year 2023 coming up we named it the summer solstice celebration squatch fest 2023 we've added a day so it's going to start on the solstice boom gates open 8 a.m 621 it is the solstice I was here. I'd get to doing some day tripping, but you know, whatever. You do you. Yeah, yeah, summer solstice. So 621. Bebity Um Doors open for three nights. Three nights of music. Three days of art. Three nights of light. Bring your light toys, like I was talking about. Any anything that lights up, bring it. So Camp Suniki is a forest camp. We don't have electricity unless we bring it. We don't have water unless we bring it. We don't have bathrooms unless we build them. So the tradition of the camp has been uh, dry composting toilets. There will always be composting toilets on site for anybody that gets it. Any fucking man that just doesn't piss behind a tree in a 10-acre forest? Dumbass. Feed my trees. Please. Seriously. Feed the trees. Right? The restrooms are for the women and the kids. Or if you gotta take a dump. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, we bring in porta-potties for Squatch. Uh, but we haven't had to bring in a shit ton of them because most of the people who have come so far have understand forest camping. So they've either army camped, have their own bathroom facilities, or forest camp. Like, got it, just behind a tree. Because that's what kills 
porta potties when you bring them in for events the fastest. People just piss into them. Drinking beers, pissing into the porta potties. You're just cycling water and filling them up, and at like eleven hundred bucks a fucking throw because they got to get brought out and serviced and get brought back, which requires trucks and humans. They're fucking expensive. So. That Camp Siddiqui and the ethic of forest camping. This behind a fucking tree. Don't fill up the porta potties on purpose. Be kind. Rewind. If you're just cycling water, cycle it to a tree. So anyway, anyway, Splotch Fest. The motherfucking solstice. 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, GTFO. Unless you're from a long way away and you talk to me and you're like, hey, dude, I'll hang out. Can I help clean up a little bit or do some whatever and I'm going to hang for a few days? Yeah, goddamn right, you can. <clears throat> a few days means a few days, not a month, not forever, not living in my field, just to be clear. A few days. Yeah, fuck yeah, right. If you're coming from a long way, you know, a long way gear, whatever. Then you want to come early? Ah, fucking A, you want to come a week early? You want to help me out, do some shit, do some, you know, weed whacking or whatever. Fuck, just walk the path with a machete and whack some stuff. That's helping. Do a half mile lap a day and whack some stuff with a machete. You come out here a little bit early and help me out. So, still got to buy a ticket or be in the suit. Or, but we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, but come help me out. Because uh, I'll tell you what. The night before. Watch Fest. Kicks off. Is the motherfucking party. 620. Is the day. For volunteers. The day before the fest. So anyone with a ticket can come out. Anyone without a ticket can come out. But if you don't have a ticket you gotta go after that. Uh. But yeah, it's volunteer day. So the day before, anybody that, like, when I showed up at SRF and I was asking John, like, how can I help? He's like, Matt, I can't do nothing. No, we're not like that. You can fucking help. There will be a whole list posted on a pallet up by the main bar. And we'll say, like, here's ways to help. And scattered around the property, there's this pallet cubes. There are two pallets high, one pallet square, full of hand tools. Grass cutters, sides, hammers, saws, pickaxes, sledgehammers, whatever. Lots of ways to break shit and move shit or rake shit or cut shit. So, yeah, yeah, what do you do? You just go hang out by the bar, look at the big list of shit to do. Oh, Clean up the edges of the roads for the people with RVs so it looks nice. Whatever. Grab a machete, go take a walk. Have fun. And then I barbecue for you on the 20th. Yeah, we have some fun. I don't know what. Some yummy, yum, yum. <laughs> Tell you that. I'm even thinking of a giant sous vide that I do in a cooler. So I just got to bring it out that day and plug it in and let the sous vide do its thing while we're doing our thing. And then all I got to do is do is just just hot it on the grill, right? And then we'll have a fucking great feed. So anyway, anyway, something like that. But the big party is the night before the party. If 
you could actually put in like eight hours of some labor, like actual doing some shit. That's one of the uses of Camp Suniki, right? It supports at least three things. So what else does this 10-acre woods amphitheater half-mile track camp do? Well, Camp Dad. Camp Dad, right there. Camp Dad. Dudes acting decisively for kids whose dads have abruptly departed. Camp Dad. It's a camp for kids whose dads have gone away abruptly. And now we have the first family to sponsor. Look at that. First family. How can you help? How can I help sponsor? So, here's the deal. Kids whose dads have abruptly departed. The first family. The dad was fucking greatest human ever. Like, actually, Chicken Joe was a scoutmaster to him. He was fucking a great human. Married a beautiful, beautiful local high school sweetheart. And on his kid's first birthday, he made one more trip to the fucking store. One more fucking trip. To get that one last thing. And from all the videotape replays, he was driving like a very sane and rational human. Below the speed limit, just doing his fucking thing, just getting to the store. And a very old woman turned directly in front of his motorcycle. Skid crash, boom. No more fucking great human. I'm great human son's first birthday. His wife is a beautiful person. She has a lot of family. Kids aren't hurting in any way because of their large support system. But they're one of the reasons that we built one of the first carved out campsites into Camp Suniki. We named it after their dad. So the first family who we are going to try to get sponsorships for because no single mom and you can have a dick and still be a single mom I mean a single human parent because the other parent abruptly departed camp dad is not a sexist thing it just existed as an acronym so that we can have a name so that is the first family I'm putting up there's three kids that need to go We've determined that for the week of camp, it's up a four-day camp. We're going to charge $150 for the whole experience. All the food, all the camping, all the 
support infrastructure that we're going to bring in. So each moms are free, of course. Each kid needs $150 sponsorship scholarship. So to get the ball rolling. Well, okay, so Squatch Fest is 621 to 25. The very first camp dad, I suppose I'll put the I'll put the date on the board for the next show. Uh, is the weekend of July 9th. So it's the week after the 4th of July. So 4th of July shenanigans can be done, people are back, and the thing. It's the following weekend. So the first spot. Well, we, we figure we're going to take 10 families with an average of two kids a family. Because some will have one, some will have three, some might have four. We don't know. Don't know. But 10 families at two kids apiece is about 20 kids. At $150 a piece, sponsorships, scholarships, grants, that will generate... $3,000. I and Chicken Joe are going to be taking the week off. Some other people have said they've already committed time to come in and be instructors. We'll get to the instructor bit here in a sec. Uh, so, yeah, $3,000 for the rental of our 10 acre amphitheater force camp to have it completely exclusively to themselves and instruction and support being brought in. I think it's ridiculously fucking cheap for what it will do. Maybe, maybe it won't do anything. Maybe uh, it'll be horrible, but I don't know. I'm trying. So, that's how the funding's gonna work. If people want a sponsorship for Camp Dad, That'll be available too. I haven't got the promotion side of this down yet, but I'm talking to a promotion specialist. Maybe they'll want to do that too. I don't know. I don't know. So it's getting there. It's getting there. So, so Camp Dad, that's another four days. So Squatch Fest uses Camp Suniki for five days. Camp Dad uses Camp Suniki for four days. That's nine days, 365 days. Whoa, so there's 356 days that Camp Suniki is just empty, vacant, beautiful forest campground. Why? Yes, Scrambling. That's true. You did the math right. 356 days. Holy shit. What do you do with it for that amount of time? Ah, glad you asked. Private events. Yes. Think like big family reunions. You got a couple hundred people you want to, you know, and your family is, you know, you would you would try to rent out a state park or go to BLM land or go get a, you know, go. There's two state parks within a couple of miles of Camp Suniki on either side of the peninsula, which are distinct marine microclimates, um, right? So, yeah. It's a large gathering place. You could use it for weddings, birthdays. Uh, a Boeing uh, second shift crew used it for a big old bonfire party this summer. Um, whatever. Whatever. Very reasonable rates. Very reasonable rates. Hello. Scrambling here. 
right? When you multi-layer a thing and have it being used for multiple things at the same time, right? Because your party is not going to hurt the duck operation. Or your camping group is definitely not, you know, one group at a time through the camp. It doesn't hurt it to keep it rolling. Ha ha ha. Best adult dating site. Get the fuck out of here. Block user. Hey, fucking jag off. If you got a small dick, don't come here. Hey, look, he's showing us. Put user in timeout. No, let's just block him. Small wiener blocker. Hey, let's show his name. Hey, look. Best adult dating site says small dick lover. S is 36. Should we make a coupon code out of his jackasses? Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. There we go. Clean up the stream. Get rid of the trash. Allay. Pirates. Allay. You know who I'm talking to. Fucking pirates. You're out there. You keep spam botting. Hey, that's the super fucking cool thing. When you come to uh, when you come to the Telegram for Scrambling University, Telegram for Scrambling University, I guarantee fucking to you, there are no spam bot assholes in that account. Hundred percent, every fucking human in there is real. <laughs> real. <laughs> Try to get in their spam bots. I fucking dare you. I dare you. There you. Yeah, you know that's. It's so nice to be able to have a chat group with enough people to make it interesting, to be able to talk about fucking real things, but not have like CIA, FBI, troll bot bitches just throwing fud bombs in there. Oh, here's the latest COVID. Oh, Howard Litchman, yeah, are your ears ringing? Uh, oh, I authored a new book on how to panic you more. Uh, Right, and like the true bots, right? The Nigerians and the fucking Ethiopians and all of the deep dark Africans just out there just pounding away with their fucking bot farms, just trying to like scam any old person out of fucking any two cents because back in the piss hole country, a fucking dollar goes a long way. So, yeah, Scrambling University on Telegram. Drop in. The show broadcasts live on there, and uh, it's a good place to chat because there's no bullshit allowed. <laughs> if you can't stand the word cunt, don't go there. <laughs> You'll be offended. <laughs> they are fuck or bitch. Trust me. Yeah. Show up, bots. I'm not doing yet. And then I leave your shit up after I fucking lambaste you. All right, back to the positive. Camp Sue me. Yeah, so I built a fucking camp, and it's for your use, for anybody's use. You guys have friends, family, anybody in the Northwest who wants to check out, like, a coastal camp that's, like, right down the street from two state parks, the other way up the tip of the peninsula, 
there's free use uh, hand boating ramp. You can't get a big boat down there with a big trailer and shit, but anything to carry kayaks, paddle boats, flippers and fins, whatever, free access uh, uh, at the end of the island or at the end of the peninsula. Um, so, yeah, that's Camp Suniki in its glory and its triadness of permaculture perfectness, right? It's a leave it better than you found it camp. Don't, there's no trash service. If you bring it there, it fit in your fucking car there, take it with you. Take it the fuck out. If you want trash service for your event, because you're doing a private event and not renting my hip camp to just stay the night. Yeah, all right. There is trash service. It costs money. Like whatever the bill is, I just pass it through to you. Uh, just like the bathrooms. Answer the bathrooms. You want bathrooms with like porcelain, you know, porcelain toilets, granite countertops, smooth jazz playing, air conditioners, and shower, you know, 10 shower stall trailers. I used to work at the place that delivered all that to like the Amazon super high end corporate events when they go to wherever and want to have all the like best of the best shit out in the woods. So I'm going to make that happen too. That's just expensive, but whatever. It's your money. As in risky business, when you lay your hard-earned money down, you should get what you're coming for. Uh, so, yeah, we can make Camp Siddiqui any way you want it. If it's your private event or my event, forest camp rules go. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, what the fuck is this whole other thing over here? What is that? C4. What the scramble are talking about? C4. 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 It's a club. That's one of the C's. Uh, it is an ongoing income stream for me to base all of this around helping humanity, teaching, showing up places, giving away my ideas, not charging for anything. Right, trying to give away as much value to the universe as I can. Right, I did a bunch of fucking time in corporate America and I played some cards, so I have shit dialed so I don't need a lot of cash flow to exist. Just is so, but I do need some because I do have obligations, right? Obligations, right? So, what I determined was. If I had a hundred homies, right? Like a thousand true fans always smack me as like, eh, Malcolm Gladwell bullshit. Which, it, half of his shit, like, the, the idea of his stuff is always good. Then he just takes it to absurd. Right? He wants you to have three salaries off of one thing working part-time ah, creating value i guess yeah creating value i guess if you can get three salaries off part-time creating value great if that's your fucking jam i got sick of fucking chasing money so i don't do that anymore so i was like you know i don't need three fucking salaries i need like half a one <laughs> so what if I just did the thing I love the fucking most and it wasn't cluttered with making money so much? I could just do the thing how I wanted to fucking do it. 
and how I want to do it is giving people what they want. You can paint a word picture of your favorite coffee day, what it tasted like, where you were, what it felt like in your mouth, whatever, whatever words you use or however, whatever. You can paint a description of a coffee experience that I can make you a great coffee that you'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> so that's what I do best, right? Before I started this whole broadcasting bullshit thing, I've sold crazy, crazy high-end coffee for a decade. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right? Back when I wore my fucking lynch fucking suit type bullshit. So I don't want to do that. I want to create people and make beautiful shit but not deal with the merchant part of it anymore chicken joe has really helped me like take off all the like blah blah dealing with invoicing and people and God, customer service she's on what i want to do is have a hundred people that want one of three things either one, my fucking beautiful coffee, any way they want. A lot of people that sign up are like, hey, I'll just drink what you're drinking. Because I drink a lot of different stuff, and it rotates. Then we've implemented a new way to track what we send you, so you don't get the same thing anywhere near as often as might have happened by random chance before, because I was leaving it up to random chance. I love random chance, but okay. Not good for customer service. Chicken Joe smacked me. Fucking, we're off back on track. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So some people want beautiful coffee. Uh, I just checked the other day. Starbucks is selling half pound a single origin Ethiopian on par with mine for eighteen bucks. So thirty eight a pound. Fuck that. You join my club. You get two pounds of coffee every month for forty bones. So they're selling a pound for thirty eight. I'm selling two pounds. A better coffee for 40. Yes, I am fucking crazy. And no, it's not going to be $40 forever. C4 homies, check this month's newsletter to you on the 15th. And that's the deal with the C4. C4, C4. I only ship on the 15th of the month. That's the deal. Only on the 15th. So, makes it easy for me. Uh, so, the other two things, I own cannabinoid natural foods. That makes CBD candy, CBD cookies, bath bombs, tinctures, our uh, soaps on there. I don't know. A bunch of CBD stuff from USDA certified organic hemp containing less than three one thousandths delta 9 thc all lab grade isolate manufactured for us i sell it this great shit was made for us by a booking expert the man so that's the other thing coffee cbd cbg products number three 
consulting services. I used to consult for big time dudes for way fucking more than you can afford. I am now willing to help anybody's business that is doing an ethical thing. Before you join the C4, go read my whole page on Force Farms as to consulting to just make sure that the thing you're doing meets some ethical criteria then i can help you a couple people i've said hey hey it's your thing you do your thing i'm not telling you not to do your thing but i can't help you do that thing so before you assume i can help you with consulting go read my consulting shit uh but yeah those are the three things cannabinoid products cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com Beautiful, beautiful, air-roasted, small micro-batch, 84-square-plus coffees made by me, by hand, with intent. Foodforestfarms.com for coffee or consulting services. Also, foodforestfarms.com. Just go down to the consulting tab. The way you join, let's see, or one time you hit the website, you buy a position, doesn't cost you anything. Positions are now, if you notice, the bid is zero. There's a hundred total. 47 are sold. 53 are left to go. Current bid is zero, meaning all you have to do is start the $40 a month. You just initiate that on the website. After the first month, I give you an option. Do you want to pay for crypto or do you want to just get a square invoice? automatically on the 15th you click the button and automatically set it up to pay on your end i don't ever invoice you don't ever have to pay those fuckers at square get three and a half percent or if you want to pay me on crypto pay me on crypto beautiful then you just got to remember when you get my newsletter on the 15th it says hey reminder send crypto now that's your reminder send it's that easy so the bid is zero the current ask is $150 for position number six. What the fuck is he talking about? C4. There's 100 positions. They're all actually numbered, one through 100. On their sold, some special sits going out to our 100. They'll get some stuff. Da, da, da. They'll get some stuff and uh, the door closes. <laughs> the website gets turned off. <laughs> Nobody can order coffee from me again, ever, except my 100 person crew. That's it. Some of those people have already started making my coffee available to the public through them. Because when I do shut it off, people are going to make great coffee. It's no joke. It's really no joke. Um, so, yeah, when they try it, where do I get it? Ah, yeah. Talk to one of the fucking hundred. So they're going to resell it way below Starbucks price, a little bit above my price. I make a little money in the middle because they weren't dumb. They jumped on before the hundred sold. Um, so, yeah, the ask for position number six is currently $150. I hold position number six as an extra one. I'm selling that back to the community for $150, which I will donate to the first scholarship to Camp Dad. 
kid one. So the ask for position six is 150 bucks, and I am donating that money to the Camp Dad scholarship to get the first kid paid for. It. So, could buy one from zero. Just go click on the website, buy one. <clears throat> Forty bucks a month, or bid on number six. Why would you want number six? Because as soon as a hundred sells out and I send the cool shit out for the NFTs. I'm also announcing a trip to Costa Rica. We are going to go to the farms. We are going to go see the coffee from seed to cup. The whole thing. A nursery, vegetative growing, picking, harvesting, milling, exporting. The whole chain that you can see on that end. We'll even do some roasting and cupping down there, but, but whatever. Whatever. So that is why position six matters. I'm only going to be able to take like 12 people on that trip. So one gets to choose first, then two, then three, then four. And whenever we sell the 12 seats or whatever that van is going to fill with people, might be eight. That is it. So that is why you might want to pay 150 bucks donation to Camp Dad or something you could get for free. Yep, yep, that's it. Okay, now the other quickie benefits of being in the C4 monthly club for $40 a month to get $50 worth of goods. First, you save 10 bucks on goods every fucking month. Second, you get four tickets to the Squatch Fest. That will be a $600 value every year. So over the course of a year, you pay 440 And if you use your tickets, you get 600 Are you seeing what I'm laying down? You also get an invitation to the private winter solstice party at my house. Using the sound studio, the greenhouse, and my downstairs, whomever. We're going to do some fun shit at noon and we're going to party till midnight. Only members of record by November 15th get an invite to the winter solstice party. That's <clears throat> just how it is. But if you like to rave, if you love the winter solstice, if you like visiting new towns and being, uh, you know, put up, having a place to chill, yeah, it's a thing. I don't know what that's worth. Uh, and any seminars I teach or, uh, you know, things out, whatever, uh, what do you call those? Uh, whatever teachings 50% off. So if I have a workshop here for something aquaponic builds or whatever in the future, 50% off. So C4 for 480 bucks a year or 40 bucks a month, you get 50 bucks worth of stuff. You either two pounds of coffee or 50 bucks worth of stuff from the CBD store or any combination of stuff. We also make really nice soaps and whatever. Like I make handmade uh, porcelain drippers out of uh, driftwood for high end coffee shit. I make you stuff. But anyway, that's the whole deal. That's the whole board. That's the new spin on the show. And now that we're an hour in, let's get to our topic of the day. The harvest, the harvest. Um, 
if people would stop calling me, we'd get to listen to way more fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, who would be calling me on a Friday? Okay, okay, so the harvest. I've talked about growing cannabis the whole way along, right? And uh, so now, right, we watered them from the bottom all summer. We really started trim, trim, trimming July 15th, right? And we knew that at the 47th degree parallel next to the ocean, we have a moisture issue. I'd say in a lot of southeast, you have moisture issues. A lot of the northeastern seaboard moisture issues. At the end of at the end of the year, if you're growing cannabis, medicinal, legal in Washington State, the end of the year is the bitch. The environmental wetness. If you notice. We're going to trim this down, but if you feel it, squeeze it, it's got girth, right? See how far apart my hands are getting? Inch and a half? Two inches or so? Uh, it's because all the sacks inside have swollen up with oil. So this is probably tested out 21% oil. So all the glands in here are full of oil, like literally, like STP, valvoline oil, hemp oil. That oil contains 125 different cannabinoids. Here's one of the little more distinctive buds. Right? So each of these buds contains oil that has 125 different cannabinoids in the oil. Since I grow medicinal cannabis, I want it super high in Delta 9 THC, super fucking high. So I grow strains that tend to do that. But it's just like picking red tomatoes, right? Pick the redder, the redder, the redder every year, the reddest tomato, and keep those seeds and keep planting them back, and you get really red tomatoes down the road. Skin changes, all that shit, right? Or you're picking for whatever, right? So over time, back in the bad old days when weed was illegal, people chose. So the first thing I would do is cut this down to more holdable sizes that I can rotate. It's part of the trick. If you've got big giant fucking plants you gotta deal with, is not killing your hand. Right? And rotating a small thing, real small fine movements. Oh so I tend to like use my wrist and rotate like in 380 plane so it's bigger movements. But yeah, um, so yeah, cannabis is just growing oil. So when you test this, right, it'll come out 25% THC or 21%, whatever. And all the way, but it'll say total cannabinoids, 29%. That other, that difference is all the other 125, right? So they're in much less ratio, but they're in there. CBN, CBG, THCA, uh, Delta 8, Delta 10. <laughs> All the stuff. There's so many that they haven't even started to, to mess with. So as the season's coming down, 
So July 15th comes, right? And you've hit June 21st is the solstice, right? So you've hit maximum sun, but really not maximum UV yet because everything's kind of getting hot. Maximum UV is like between there and July 15th-ish. You're getting, you're getting lots of UV and lots of growth and things are wow, wow, wow. And it's really up until that day, it's about building top structure on the plant so that you can build root structure below, right? Because roots are making leaves that are doing the chlorophyll action to convert sugars to, you know, into, into usable shit and it's pushing it back down to the roots that's why you need that light dark cycle too you can't just run plants on 24 hours of light because they go freakazoid they have to have that cycle where they push the energy down and then take the energy back it's a cycle remember a wave everything's a wave right how how much can you tweak with the wave so plants cycle pushing down pulling and pushing down pulling and you're trying to grow the root trying to grow the root mass that's why you only water from the bottom underside make them push their roots down further driving more roots through more earth so later if you want to water it all from the top it has this massive root structure that's set out there for like just kidding but it can stay alive sucking it out right and then boom you hit it with like funsies at the end and just yeah you can just jam sugar into them so anyway uh okay and changing color uh let's see do, 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 do. okay on these tips here you might be able to see starting to turn a little purple so the thing that'll give you a bigger color change if it's going to be purple at all is a bigger delta in temperature right delta temperature ah delta um so that means change in temperature. So overnight, if you can get the plants cooler, and you don't want to get them over like 85 during the day, but if they get uh, they get up to 85, they get hot at night, still in the fall while they're flowering, and cooler at night, the bigger you can make that sine wave, the more pop you're going to put into them. Uh, <laughs> how to make stony weed. Uh, yeah, okay. So... What we got to do now, these are wet. These are full of oil and water fill and chlorophyll, right? So the first thing I'm doing is anything that has a stem back to the main plant, I'm taking off. So if I can see your little green stalk that goes back to the bud, right? So first I took anything with a stalk off. Now you notice, okay, see that front side? See the center of the buds, how gooey they are with frost and how the outer leaves where it turns to that darker color are further away. They haven't gone through the change yet, so they are not expressing oil. So since they're not expressing oil, that means they're percent of oil is going to be a lot lower, right? Than the solid mass center that feels like a, you can squeeze it and squirt out oil, right? So we're going to trim off 
all that excess. You kind of put your scissors up under, right? And then trim gently to the shape. Okay. Uh, here we'll get some more fish going. Fuck, we need some tunes. Okay. Tap, 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 tap. Shake the leaves off. Okay. So, oh yeah, we got a couple stragglers. Oh, oh, loose ends, loose ends. Can't go crazy though. Loose ends will drive you nuts. Okay. So, here, let's see. I'll show you this too. Okay. So, buds, when you trim them, are going to decrease by about 50%. So, okay. Those little guys are like, you know, right here, to the top of my thumbnail. All right. So that's going to be half a thumbnail by the time it's done. So at some point, you've got to decide for the 10 million snip, snip, snips and the 100 million rotates, are you going to get carpal tunnel? Is it fucking worth it? Right. So, have a standard. For, I have a little thing with a hole where I'll stick them through sometimes. I'm like, okay, don't save anything below that size because you'll get focused, 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 focused. You can't see anything but bud. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, you get bud focused and then it just, you get fucked and you start chasing down rabbit. Like, it's so small. You're never, it's not going to make anything great. You're just fucking wasting your time, right? Okay, so these big, see those big fluffy leaves with the actual, you can see the stem. First, those go. Do, 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 do. All, right, all the ones with the stems. Go, go, go. Okay, because what I'm doing is I'm creating two separate piles in my lap. So anything with no frost at all. Like those big stems and, you know, the big leaves are sticking way out with no, they don't have any, you can tell, they're like, they don't stick to your fingers, they have nothing on them. So, and the, and the stalks, yeah, and the, oh, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any leaves with stalks, see how those have no crystals on them? Those all gotta go. Compost tea. Now, all this stuff that has glistening See how it's all frosty? You run your fingers over that, they come out as sticky, sticky. So, that is what I say for, um, you know, if you're going to make like skin balms, rubs, shit like that, like perfect, right? Because it doesn't have to be the fucking torchest craziest, high onniest motherfucking shit because you're just, you know, you're making like skin bombs or skin rubs or bath bombs or whatever. Right? You're just, you want it to be stony. I mean, you want to have some shit in it, but how much doesn't really matter. Okay, and then see now how I just kind of like follow in the contour. It's like I'm giving a, like I'm trying to scalp somebody without cutting their head, right? I don't want to cut their hair as tight as I can cut it without cutting their hair. Okay, now the other thing. If you kind of notice, 
see this ridge line right here, right there? See how it kind of goes up, 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 it spins. You can kind of see that line in there if you see it rotating. So when you're trimming, if you start at the bottom and you kind of find that line and then go up with the next bit, right? You're up in there, you're up in there, and you keep following it up. You can kind of figure out which way the plant spins and go with the flow. It's a little easier to cut. But yeah, that's how you make beautiful little Christmas trees. Then you hang them upside down. Right? And all that weight of all this oil and as the water comes out of these, these are going to collapse and tighten up the buds. Kind of see the, oh, let's see if you can see. So, yeah, that's the age old question, right? When do you. Oh, there's some orange hair. Let's try to show you some orange hairs. They just don't want to show up so well. Uh, yeah, there's some orange hairs. You can see them hanging off the end. So the orange hairs are the stamen. They push out white, right? Uh, like if you eat like saffron, those little tiny things, those are right. That's cannabis stamen, same thing. Um, as those grow all the way out, then they're not pollinated, right? No male pollen comes along and does this trick. They wither and die after a certain point. So they push them out on a cycle. Then after they push them all out and get frustrated and can't get any pollen, then they start to die. So the white stamen turn orangish red. You can either, well, okay. Yeah, how do you decide when is this ready to become that? Right? And start its curing process, which we'll go over curing in a couple of weeks. Glass jar curing is what I would do. Well, first, get it to here. How do you know when? I was just talking about weather conditions in different parts of the country. So, when you come down to the end, the mathematics are, uh, it depends how good you grew plants, are your plants chemically addicted to fertilizer, all that stuff. But general math, organic growing, well-grown plants that can uptake nutrients because the pH is correct. Um, you're going to put on a half a percent extra weight per day. So you put on about you, know, you, you maybe three quarters percent. Put on about you put on about five to seven percent more weight in another week cycle. In waiting a week, we used to say waiting a week would add ten percent, but that's if you already are at the very end. But as you get near the end, it's like. You know, seven percent to like maybe gets up to like add ten percent a week, and then probably falls back off to seven percent after you get past the top. Because after a certain point, right, it's not pushing out any more stamen. 
every bud site on the planet has done everything it can do. It's just done. It's done everything. At that point, if you're looking through a loop very closely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I got a whiteboard again. Okay, so if you're looking, uh, if you're looking through a loop, you got a, uh, you got a leaf edge, right? So what it looks like is that's what it looks like under a loop. You've got a little glass rod sticking off the leaf surface with a little mushroom head on top. The mushroom head, when people talk about, are you seeing amber, the oil comes up the glass stalk, which is oil itself, and looks out. Think of it like a guy's pushing out oil. Right? As much as it can push out, hardens. Now it looks like a crystal mushroom. That stuff on the end is all the cannabinoids, all 125 of them. <clears throat> Light, heat, and oxygen all destroy organic matter. That's how the universe works. So as soon as that beautiful THC is created, are all cannabinoids. Light, heat, and oxygen. So the light, UV, <laughs> oxidizing the cannabinoids. Heat, hotter, oxidizes faster. More presence of oxygen, oxidizes faster. Oxygen is an oxidizer. So once you have made the beautiful oil, all you can get, crystal pure, doesn't happen like that. It, it, it matures like top to bottom. So the odds of getting everything at the exact perfect time are nil, unless you very carefully harvest bud by bud by bud. Then it's ridiculous. So, you know, shooting for an average, shooting for an average. Um, so here's the thing. The less oxidized cannabis is, the more true to form it will be. To even understand that, you've probably got to go back and listen to the one at the very beginning. I think episode one or episode two was Cannabis University. That will help you a lot. Um, but as it's first expressed, you have the most THC and uh, THCA that are real clean highs, right? When you start to get oxidation, right? It starts to downgrade the CBG to THC and C CBD, right? And then CBN and then THC8, THC9, THC10. So you get this downgrading, which is really, if you understand what's going on can be an upgrade if you want your weed to be pure creative energy flow straight on connective harvest on the early side right you're getting as close to THCA as you can get 
if you want your weed to have all of the other 125 cannabinoids expressed in a bigger percentage of the relationship in that particular weed so it will have more sleepy effect or more ed effect or more anxiety effect or more whatever the effect that particular weed is going to have it will have more of it if you allow it to go longer in the cycle so stuff that you just let go all the way to all the heads are amber it is done that is going to be some twisted motherfucking weed <laughs> so yeah depends what you like depends what you like right uh yeah if you're going to let it go all the way and make the plant make what the plant wants to make for you make sure you want what it, it's but now before you go to all that time in trouble it's a long season <laughs> but you know what the beauty is yeah you can whatever oh i can't say that on there yeah anyway yeah other humans making other stuff that they might not consider perfect either is an opportunity for a mutual exchange right if you're a medical patient washington MMJ medical marijuana uh yeah medical patient you can I don't even know anymore if you can trade with others so I'm not gonna say I don't know I would never do it no, no never but if I did make a weed that was not perfect which I don't do then I would just say hey Joe I know you're taking sleeping pills and are looking for couch lock motherfucking weed I got some you got any that's like happy and dancy and bouncy that's how something like that might go. But I definitely wouldn't do it. Because some king or crown somewhere might not like that idea. Or you never know. Some media platform might think it was their fucking business. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Off the big ones. Going in for the fine trim. Just trim what you see. Bottom up, top down. See, so never, you never stop moving. It's the, it's the problem of the hands. Yeah, it's better if your baseball teams in the playoffs. Then you got something to listen to while you spend hours trapped sitting on a couch or whatever. Trap sitting somewhere, huh? Trap sitting somewhere. Uh, okay, let's see. Other harvest tips. Okay. Break down the big ones. Into, okay. See how that's a nice bud in and of itself. Right? So if you get these big ones and you try to make them fake bigger, any buds? Okay. See, this is its own bud because you take off these ones with the stalks, right? See how there's this small little fucking bud down here? Actually, that's going to go. This other little small one's going to go, and I'll show you why. Okay, so down on the bottom of that, right? Yeah, this little one. 
And look at that. Like, by the time that dries, half of that is going to be fucking ridiculous. So, in with the, in with the, the high content trim for just putting another ship. Now you got something that when you're done with it will be worth trimming. Now you could have trimmed this thing and the two little ones beneath it and then realize like, oh fuck, those little ones. I trimmed them and then just cut them off because you're going to go on the slash pile anyway. Right? So better to just cut them off and don't trim them because it's all good. So, yeah. Uh, you know, getting a some type of container, right, like with edges, compartments. I've seen people do ones with holes in the middle where they just push the stuff down and they have a little sack that clips underneath and everything goes in the sack. Uh, I'd prefer having another one of these off to the side and those big leaves that are shit just clipping those off to that other one so it just goes straight out to the garden for compost um, right and it doesn't get mixed in with anything that's going to get used in anything that keeps the trash out of the keeps the trash out of the stash so maybe the first thing to do on those big ones right is rip down and they're still there just take each of the small ones off first Right, take the take the no trim off, set them aside. Get through the whole big thing. So you keep doing this until the singles you're cutting off don't have any bullshit below them. So there is no stupid uh, little mini one that I'm gonna have to chuck in the junk pile below this big bud. So that means I'm getting up to a point where everything is gonna be juicy enough, right? So now let's look at this. Let's cut this big, huge fucker off. There we go. Get in. Come in and get rid of these other couple big, huge ones. Just cut them straight back to the base. Anything I can get to by just seeing it stock. Oh, there's one. Okay. That's all the bullshit. So now, is there anything small below that that just is going to look like stupid shit when it's on a big giant stock? Because you don't want so much stock per bud because then you're taking down a percentage, right? Because stock is part of it. And if you're trying to like... You know, keep shit above 20%. The more stock bit you got in there, the less super yummy bit you got in there. And this is where I say going around in the circle. Right? I hit that layer right there, and I can clearly see that's the spin. There's the line. It's You can feel shit with your scissors, once you get used to trimming, uh, you kind of lay the scissors down on it, and it'll... It's like laying the scissors on a 
thin hair person's head, probably. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, okay. That's the fucking scalp. You, like, hit terra firma, right? There's a nice Christmas tree. Right? The stock at the bottom, right, doesn't have a bunch of empty stock. Oh, yeah, there's one of the oil glands right there. You can see it up close. Okay. See right in the V of that tree? Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's right here. Let me see if I pull it out a little bit. Uh, oh, it's on my finger. There you go. That's what an oil gland looks like. A little mini football. It's just full of oil. That's all it is, just an oil gland. Anyway, big old Christmas trees. Big old Christmas trees. Uh, let's see, anything else about harvesting? Yeah, so um, I was trying to tell you about the date. You really, really want, once, okay, once the internals of it look like that, and it's solid and oily, and it's dense, and you can kind of, can kind of, see that? Wow, wow, wow. It just goes back. That's dense. If you get this wet inside of that, then then you have temperatures anywhere in the 50s. Man, you've just made like super, super duper fungal breeding ground. Like, yeah, let's fucking roll. And these plants have been like outside in the breathing air. Right, not uncle under like half a two filtration with you know hazmat filters and shit. So that means they're covered with funguses. So if you give the funguses just a perfect, perfect environment to do what they do, right, and eat living tissue, like yeehaw, we found ourselves an oil patch. Let's eat this shit. Um, right then. They are going to um, do what they do, and you're going to have bud rot. You're going to notice, like, by the time you start to see it on the outside of the bud, that little tiny bit of gray or white, um, it's too fucking late. It's all the way through the bud at that point um, because it starts from the center along the stalk, and it works its way out. If you find that you get to a part and you're trimming and you find some, Cut it all out. Cut it past it. So go like a little bit of into the green, fresh, on either side of it. Right. So you might have to take out like chomp, chomp, like a quarter of that bud if there was a little dot in there. But get it out because it will spread. You don't want it to spread in your curing jars and fuck all your other stuff up that you're making. Uh, remember, I said there was like, you know, half a percent a day that you're going to get extra by waiting a day right but once you start to get blood rot you are losing you know one two three percent a day every day don't take long 10 days boom no more so it's a very judgment call thing you know if you're going for i mean if you just grow so much it doesn't fucking matter then whatever cut all the dead fucked up stuff off and throw it away and chuck it in the bonfire and just get on with life but if you use it all, 
and you don't want to just throw it away, the day you take it down matters a lot. You don't want it to get rained on. So that one last time in the fall, or come fall, right, when your rain starts, so they're going to start flowering around August 15th. You start cutting them back July 15th because they're maximum growth. Now you want to push all the energy down into the down into the roots so they can come up. So you start trim, trim, trimming anything with the main leaf back to the main stock. Go, 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 off, off, off all the main branches. August 15th starts. August 15th is enough away from the solstice where the light timing northern United States will make cannabis flower. I won't go into photoperiodism today. Anyway, so there you go. You got good trim up here for putting in salves and stuff. Buds that have to go get hung in a mesh drying rack and shit to go out into the garden. Trim, 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 trim. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, that's the harvest. It's a it's a fine dance between how long you go and how much you wait. Growing, losing, growing. It's ah, if it gets if it gets mold bad enough, you could lose the whole thing in a few days. So playing the game is fun. This year we had a good good hundred degree. Five, six day run, so it really got them boom, growing in June, July. Good, good hot heat. Set the tomatoes well this year, too. And uh, and then now, Seattle hasn't had rain, real rain. It rained one day for four hours between now and July. Um, right? And I was able to get a big old fan on them and kind of blow the rain off as it was coming for the four hours. So, we had them trimmed. I trimmed the motherfucking July 15th. I'm not kidding. Start trimming. Don't stop. So airflow. They take a little moisture if they have really huge airflow. So increasing your airflow anytime after they start rolling, cut, 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 increase airflow. Um, you might get less buds because you have a little less mast to do the conversion. But the not having bud rot is key so yeah not having butter on is key anyway as the harvest progresses then you guys all get into your crops yeah scrambling university over on telegram no fucking bots no jack-offs feel free to share pictures if you are in a medical state just say hey fuck off it's a medical state I love it. I, I'll never take a shit down. Uh, yeah, share, share tips. Happy to share tips. Hydro, aquaponic, fucking chemical grow. Uh, won't help you much there. Uh, organic grow. I'll help it. Uh, yeah, living, living systems, living systems. Anyway, oh, my shit's all about to crash. That's why it keeps going off. Oh, come on. Don't crash. Be friendly. All right, that's it. Have a great day. Love you guys. Hope I taught you something. Hope you learned one thing. Hey, if you learned one thing, drop in. Say hi. Maybe uh, I'll stop stream. Uh, yeah, make a comment. Go subscribe to the YouTube. I don't know.
go listen on Fountain if you want to make uh, if you want to make uh, money. I'm giving away Satoshis for anyone that listens to the show. I'm running a crazy promotion because you know Scrambling University Media. Boom! Food Forest Farms Studios needs to exist. Let's make some more shows. Let's make some more content. Let's push that shit out. C four C four. Look for your uh, newsletter tomorrow, and I'm probably gonna get your shit mailed out on Monday. I was a little early last time. I'll be a little late this time. Maybe I don't know. Chicken Joe's got it all laid out in there. She's banging it out. So maybe we'll get out on Saturday. We'll see. Over under, over under, scrambling to throw craps. What will happen? What will happen? Here we go. Here we go. Here's the roll. Here's the roll. And it's.